0: future Talma teachers, students, principals, donors, curious podcast lovers, and friends. You're now listening to the Adventurous Teacher Podcast. I'm Deborah Feinberg, Deputy Director of the Talma Israel Fellowship and your humble host. If you've listened to any of our podcasts thus far, you'll know that each episode centers around a theme. The first day of school, balancing work and fun, getting accustomed to Israeli culture and Israeli kids, and so on. Today, though, we're doing something a little different. Alone Fuderman, founder and CEO of Talma, recently sat down with three of our Talma teachers to talk about everything from who they are to what attracted them to teaching with Talma in Israel, how their day-to-day lives are going in the classroom, both good and bad, and what they've taken away from being Talmud teachers. Beyond being exceptional educators and personalities, these three ladies are among a select group of Talma teachers who, prior to arriving to Israel for Talma, had never previously been to Israel. This is not typically the case for our teachers. Why? Well, when selecting teachers for Talma, we prioritize teachers Who have previously spent time in Israel for many reasons. Let's face it, Israel is at once one of the most beautiful and one of the most complex countries in the world. And with only a few short weeks to work with our students over the summer, we want teachers who are coming for the kids. Not a free trip to see the sights, not to get entrenched in the politics and bureaucracy, and not to try to solve the Arab-Israeli conflict. We want the teachers who share in Thomas' desire and mission to create educational equity and opportunity for all. Even if that means putting in hard work over a summer vacation. Now, there is definitely time for teachers to explore and enjoy the beauty of Israel. But our focus isn't bringing teachers to Israel to tour the Dead Sea, Masada, and the Western Wall. We're bringing teachers to Israel to teach. And we want teachers who have gotten those big tourist bucket list items out of their system so that when the bell rings at the end of the school day, our teachers are sticking around to plan, prep, and do right by our kids. We want the teachers who are seeking a different type of adventure in Israel, one that zeroes in on the day-to-day realities of life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's a lot to take in for a first-timer. Why did we bring the three teachers joining us on the podcast today despite their never having previously been to Israel? It's because we make exceptions for exceptional teachers. And Raven, Kia, and Katrina are exactly that. These three superstar educators hail from Philly, DC, and Maryland. As African-American teachers unconnected to Judaism, They've chosen to work in a diverse by design public school network in the U.S. called Hebrew Public, a school where kids of all races, backgrounds, and religions come together to learn about Israel and gain a dual language Hebrew-English education. Think Talma in reverse. Through their experiences at Hebrew Public, Kia, Katrina, and Raven have learned a lot about Israel, even picking up words, phrases, and songs in Hebrew. Yet, despite having classrooms named for cities in Israel, none had ever been to Israel or really knew what this country was all about. After hearing their stories, we felt that if anyone could gain meaningful perspective from the Talmud experience and would work to create an incredible summer for our students, these were the teachers. So, rather than have me speak any further, I'm just gonna play you their conversation. In which they share their insights takeaways and highlights of their first time in israel without further ado here's alon Fuderman and three of our exceptional talma teachers raven kia and katrina
1: so let's start okay state your names where you're from where you're teaching
2: this Hi,
3: right, my name is Katrina. I am from Maryland and I'm teaching
2: at Elon Ramon. Hi, my name is Raven Jordan. I live in Philadelphia. I am currently teaching this summer at AOL in Jerusalem.
4: My name is Kia Willis. I'm from Washington, D.C. and I'm currently teaching at Gilo in Jerusalem.
1: Let's start with something recent.
2: How was school today? Ooh, between eight and one o'clock today. Um, my kids and myself played a million and one games because it's the only way I can get them to do anything ever is by having a competition Um, they do not care how much time I put into my PowerPoint if it does not include a game doesn't really matter so we did a lot of games about animals anything with a ball it worked and that's what we did all day
3: Uh, let's see between 8 and 1 today we reviewed how their weekend was. We talked about how they were feeling. A lot of them said they were tired. Um, and that showed in the beginning part of the day. Then we started talking about prepositions. And then we played a prepositions nope, they learned a preposition song. They sang that about three times. Then after they sang the song, then we played a preposition game or a position word game where they had to stay We gave them directions like stay in next to the desk, stand behind the desk, stand on the desk, they really like that part, uh, sit go under the desk, they did that, and then uh, a theater teacher came in, and they did a lot of, they did these little shows where she taught them words, and then they had to act out the words, and they really enjoyed that, and then we played this game in the afternoon. So it was a action packed day, a lot of fun, and uh, And somebody danced for me today, too, which they love to do.
4: Between 8 and 1 today, um, my students started off learning some vocabulary words about movies because today was pajama and movie day. The second I walked through the gate, I was bombarded by students who were upset with me because I did not have on pajamas, although they were in my backpack. I just didn't want to get on the bus with pajamas on. So once we got in the classroom, we talked about, um, their phrases were, today's pajama day, we're gonna watch a movie, we're gonna eat popcorn, and we're going to vote. So they were voting on which movie they wanted to watch between Matilda, uh, the new version of Karate Kid, um, Dumbo, and Daddy Daycare, and the karate, they watched trailers for each movie, and the Karate Kid won, so in the afternoon, They watched the Karate Kid. And by the time the movie, no, they listened. No, they did not listen. I tried to listen to the Karate Kid. They talked through the entire movie, but it had subtitles. So I guess they watched the movie and our floor was scattered with popcorn like we could have fed a whole movie theater with the amount of popcorn that was on the floor. And that was my day from eight o'clock to one o'clock.
1: So, I know that you're out there to teach the kids English, but what words have you caught up on in Hebrew, thanks to your students?
2: Shrek <laughs> uh, <second>. it! <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, let's see. Ma! So ma!
3: I've learned, since being here, I've learned uh, ma, what? Lama,
4: low. <laughs> uh, lo,
3: even though I no. kinda knew of them, but it's like low. It's like another uh, level to this low when they say <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, so I've learned that. But then I have these uh, tutorials during their break. And I've learned a... Uh, uh, oh my goodness, I can't remember the word for table.
1: First is S. S-H.
3: Shuhan. Shuhan! I learned Shuhan. I learned table. And I learned this.
4: Uh, right.
2: <laughs> Which is yeah. what they tell me when I ask them something, they're like, Katrina. Yeah,
3: Like I got you.
2: Yes. And then the, the Hebrew word for that is like rega, rega. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so I hear that all day. I learned mave, like what is it? Sir? Yeah. Um, what else have they taught me? Show team, because they're constantly asking yes, go. to go to the bathroom. I'm constantly asking for water. Hasaka, they're constantly asking when
4: recess. Yes, when recess.
2: Like thirty more minutes. Um. Oh my goodness. They've tried to teach me a lot. I just haven't retained yeah. all of it. But I counted, and I think I, I've learned twenty-five Hebrew words for them. So I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. I Yad, like hand. Um. They tried to teach me how to say jellyfish today because we we're learning about animals and their habitats. But I don't remember how they said that. But. They try to teach me words all day, including curse words. Um, one of them, like I had a few kids that come up to me and go like, "Raven, say, say, say," and so I say them. And then somebody just happened to overhear the word that I was saying, and they're like, "No, that's a bad word." And I like looked at my kid, and I was mortified that they were teaching me right. bad words. And I was like, "Well, oh, they kind of got away with it for the past week, so my bad." <laughs> Oh well,
4: you <laughs> we learn? I'm failing in the world. <laughs> what am I, What am I learning in Hebrew? I'm failing. I've learned ma, and uh, I've learned that they know more English than they lead on to. Right. So I've learned uh, English, meaning Kia. I don't speak English, so I've learned that, and um, and they've been really trying to speak English. Right. So they, I. um, I semi learned bathroom, I forgot it that fast, but they've been really trying to say bathroom in English. So my uh, Oh, I was taught how to count. Every day was supposed to be, um, here's the word of the day for Kia to learn, but they wanted to give me 18,000 right. things to learn in one, right. in one day. So my very first day, I was supposed to learn how to count to like 50. It did not work out. I know 10 and um i know that but actually i know a little more if you give me like the That's 10 20 30 40 right. because i try to explain to them it's just like english words when you get to like 20 you, 21 22 it's the repeat of the same thing so um that was my teach teachable moment but what have i learned in hebrew ma and English and wait kia oh and move which is english but they tell me to move <laughs> move kia move. Football. there we go yeah Football.
1: So it seems like your kids are teaching in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. There's no question about you guys teaching them English. Yeah, and we know that they have a basic understanding of what you're saying. Right, right. Can you give me an example of when they choose to turn off the English off? And they're like, "Sorry, I don't talk English anymore."
4: There was a time where I was talking to a kid in English, never said anything in English the whole entire time. Not one word, nothing in English for about three days. Um, day four, she's sitting in my chair and I'm telling her to get up, get out of the chair. So she stands up and I'm getting all of this, ma, ma, even though I'm giving her all the signals, get up, get out of my seat, ma, ma, ma. But laughing to her friends because she knows I want her to get up. So I put my hand on her back, little suggestive, I need you to get up. She goes to a friend. The first thing she said to me in English, she comes back, Kia, why you push me? So I'm looking, I'm like, ah. but then part of me is like, oh, man, I'm going to get fired from a summer gig because (laughs) the one thing the kid goes home learning is Kia, why you push me? So, of course, I'm like, what do I say now? So I'm like, no, you pushed me. And then she's like, no, Kia, you pushed me. So I did not push you. Go sit down. And then she laughed and she sits down. So that was my scare and my, she knows exactly what she's doing because she learned that really, really quick.
3: Um, Let's see, a moment when a kid decided that they didn't know English anymore was they had earned a treat and they were leaving from one room to go to another room and my co took some kids and I stayed around with the kids who weren't listening and the little girl, she kept looking at me and she was like, um, llama, llama, and I'm like, because you won't sit down, and she's like, llama, llama, and I'm like, because you won't, you won't sit, <laughs> and she's like, llama, llama, no angry, and I'm like, you won't sit, and I was like, Lasha that, and then she was like, like, really shocked because I knew that, because I tell my kids in America to sit down a lot, and so then she kind of got it but I knew that I mean like this is really major sign language you sit down like why don't you get that but she acted as if she did not understand what I was saying and she just kept saying she didn't understand English and then finally when I spoke to her in Hebrew then she was like oh and then she sat down and then she got to go
2: I had two girls that also for like several days (laughs) I thought that they knew not a lick of English and then I also at about day like three I think I came to learn that they understood English. They might not be able to speak it completely, right. but right. they knew what I was saying because I would tell them to do like literally any direction. Sit down, stand up, go outside. And they would just look at each other and giggle. And like <laughs> I don't know like about other people, but personally there's nothing more frustrating than when a kid is laughing at like something you're saying. Because I'm like, it's not funny. Right. right. Like, <laughs> Stop doing shows. that. And so eventually. Um, I went up to her, and I spoke to her, and then she, I think she forgot that she was pretending that she didn't know what I was saying, and then she did it, and I go, oh, so you understood that, and she like looks at me like shocked, and I'm like, you know exactly what I've been saying for the past three days. Right. Like, you were just playing the entire time, and so... Now oh, we're good. She like apologized to me and came in the next day with a chocolate bar and a balloon and, and a note. Oh. So she apologized but it's fine. <laughs> we're cool now. But no, I've had me going for days. <laughs> so
1: thanks for that. All right, so we're gonna play a game.
2: Okay. And the game is called "This Would Never Happen uh, in oh American History."
1: Okay. And we're gonna have we're gonna have a few rounds. Okay. So you each get to share up to two examples at on your turn. And we can go on for as long as this takes.
4: Okay.
1: Okay. So who wants to go first? You have to say, here's something that happened in the Israeli classroom that would never happen in the American classroom.
4: Here's something in the Israeli classroom that most likely wouldn't happen more than one time for about one second in an American classroom. I had a kid crawl over every single desk, and not crawl, walk across every single desk in the classroom today to get to his seat. There was plenty of floor space. We moved every chair so that they can have the whole floor because it was movie day. But he stood up on one table and walked across every table. The tables were U-shaped and walked across every single table to get to his seat. And I couldn't even phantom what to say. So I just kind of watched the whole thing happen. It was like... (laughs) then he, But he got to his seat and he sat down. So it was like, do you say something? So I said nothing.
2: I think... Something that would literally, like you said, it it would take one time, one kid messing up in this way, and no other kid would ever do it again. Uh But I think, for me, something that happens in Israeli classroom that would not be allowed in my classroom in America is I asked one of my girls to do this activity. This is an activity I was asking everybody to do, not just her. Like She was not being singled out. And she looks at me and goes, Raven, I don't want... I was literally the, the blonde-haired guy who's, like, a meme who, like, blinks. Uh-huh. That was me in that moment because in, in my head, I'm like, what the heck did this child just say to me? This right. is a kid. I'm an adult. I'm... I was, like, in my head I was going off. But then, like, teacher me was like, let's unpack that. What would you prefer to do? What's your plan here? And then, you know, we were able to figure it out. But I just can't even fathom a child telling me that they don't want to do something you're in my class and I hate to break it to you but you're gonna do it one way or another right? <laughs> like I don't know I don't know what we got to do but you're gonna to get to it eventually because you're we, gonna learn something today right? <laughs> so yes not expecting that at all the first time I heard the word low was probably like maybe not the first 10 seconds like probably the first like 10 minutes I heard low and I was just I like looked at my co-teacher and they're like and he's like oh he told you no and I was like Who told me Casper? Casper better than the one to tell me no. (laughs) Who is telling me no? I don't know what this is. So yes, it it happened very quickly. And we've cut down on our lows a lot. Now you just you better not just don't say anything.
3: (laughs) Um, for me something that wouldn't something that I've seen happen in an Israeli classroom that would not happen in I'm gonna say my classroom in America is when we have the um, guests. come in to do stuff with the kids and there's some kids who do not want to participate and they're off to the side but they're just like doing whatever they want to do and I'm looking at the co like they're not even interested can they go to another space and she's like no they so they sit over there and they're very distracting so in my classroom they would have been gone like the first (laughs) 10 (laughs) seconds when they decided that they didn't want any part in it so like one day someone came to the class, and about six kids decided, you know what, this is not for me. I, what was she doing? Oh, they were dancing. And they were like, they didn't want to dance. So I said, I was just going to take the kids that didn't want to participate. And we went to the next class to uh, do quizzes because they were taking away from the kids that did want to participate. So for me, like, I just would not allow them to stay in the room and be a distraction. But that happens. I've, I've seen it happen more times than them being asked to go to another place and not be a distraction.
4: Another thing that wouldn't necessarily (laughs) happen in an American class, it happens, but I saw it a whole lot here, Uh is um, students arguing with the teacher and the teacher arguing back. It's like they go at it and Mm -hmm. I can't do anything but just kind of like watch the ping pong, go back and forth. Don't know what they're saying, but I know it's not good. And then it it may escalate. And then you may think the kid's gonna stop, but the kid does not stop. Right. And then it'll escalate again. The kid still doesn't stop. And then maybe like when the teacher gets to a thousand, the kid stops a little, but then they still mumble underneath their breath. That's what I'm used to in American class. Maybe a mumble under the right, breath, but American not stuff. a full back a, a good three minutes of just back and forth. And I'm like, what in the world? is going on, that's different.
3: When that happens in the classroom, I just find the uh, student that knows good uh, English and I just say, what are they saying to each other? And then they just give me a rundown of the argument and I'm like, oh, okay. And then I just sit and watch because it's like really amazing because to see the level of engagement, like it's a true back and forth like argument. It looks, I mean, like something like two adults would do, like going back and forth with each other. And that's just something like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and engage with the 10-year-old. We're not going to go back and forth. And I hate to say this, but like in my classroom, it's like a dictatorship. I say, you do.
4: And like, we're not <laughs> going to yeah, go back and forth, and it's like, llama, and then she's telling them llama. No, because I said so. I said that once. I did. I, I pulled the I said uh, so. The kid, mama ma. and i was like because i said so sit hell and i didn't know what else to say so then you feel like like the parent like oh well, should i have given that an explanation yeah. i have one more okay. but this is actually a good one okay i've seen these kids go on okay. half casan half, half, half. recess recess <laughs> i've seen them go on break on their own then the bell rings and they come okay. back to the classroom american kids you would okay. lose them America. they would who knows? They would never return, and then you would be fired. I've seen that. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what? Right. So, wait, they go on break, and then the bell, and they just come back. And No, not that they come back and sit down quietly. They come back rowdy, but yeah. they come back, and yeah. no adult is making them do that. I, so, I wouldn't see that in American class either. Right. Not with elementary school kids. I right. know
2: for me, like, one thing that would never happen in – like my classroom in America versus like what happens in my cl- classroom in Jerusalem is like they just get up whenever they want. They're just like, oh like oh I'm just gonna like go over here and talk to a friend. Oh like I'm just I'm gonna go up and go to the bathroom. Keep in mind like we have signals like right. bathroom, water, question. They don't care. They just like get up and like go and do something and I'm just like I what? <laughs> they do that all the time. And this is what really shook me is whenever I was in the middle of speaking and like to the class, like giving directions, and one kid literally comes up to me and in front talking. of me and starts having a conversation <laughs> with me. And I'm just like, I'm literally. I'm, even if you don't understand english you know that i'm talking to the class and you just got up and came and just decided to have a one-on-one conversation with me as i'm addressing the 33 of you what is this but also the recess part one thing and this is like a really cool thing that Israeli kids do that Mm -hmm. american kids don't is i love how they play together right like nobody is like ever left out they're all friends they all like love on one another and support each other and I especially like um, how the guys, like the boys in my class, they're usually the ones to start like a soccer game But like some days I'll join and like the girls will join and like they never have any problem with that And like they'll purposely kick the ball to the girls and like won't won't leave them out And right. like my boys at my school if a girl even tried to come and play a game with them They would be like calling my name So right. I think that's really really cool and something that they do here that I would like love to see my kids in America do
3: Yeah and um- Thought about recess or half, with a hafsaka um, <laughs> they when we go outside there's a, probably another class already <clears throat> on the soccer field and they just sit and wait patiently for the other kids to finish playing and i'm like my American students would probably be yelling at them and telling them to hurry up and get off the field yeah. but they just sit and wait <clears throat> patiently and then when they get up they just go and they yeah, they play together, which is very interesting. And I think also just the fact that
4: they, they play, play. They
3: play. They like play. in America, they would. And, and it's hot here. And they are out <laughs> there under lie. that sun playing for the entire break. And I'm like, in America, Miss you, can we go in? It's hot. I don't want to play. But that is not it. Like they get upset when it's time to go inside. So I appreciate the fact that they are very patient with each other when it comes, like, because it's younger kids, usually, like, maybe second or third graders that are outside playing, and they sit and wait for them to finish. And the fact that they actually play outside, and then, like you said, when the break is over, they come back in. Or, like, some kids stay inside and do stuff. Like, they're on the computer dancing. I can leave my kids inside with my computer. No, you got to come out of this classroom. But the fact that they're, like, in the classroom, and I was like, that says something about – Israeli schools, like, they give the children a lot of independence quite early, where I feel like in America, we kind of coddle them hold did. their hands just a little yeah. bit longer because, like, I don't think we could leave our kids outside and say, hey, you come back when this bell
4: rings. We probably have to go out and, fi- go that bell? and find them. Yeah, so like, <laughs> they left the school. The ring? Like, That's why true. are you still out here?
3: But for them, they just come right on in and sit down and... For the most part, they're ready to start.
4: No, they may have to
3: go like, hey, (laughs) turn off Old Town Road. Let's
2: go.
3: (laughs) Right. I also
2: just like one more quick thing about something that's different here um, and in Israeli schools is I love that, at least with my kids, they don't, it's not about winning like they truly just go out there and play soccer to have fun and like they don't really care who wins like they're not they're not like talking trash and if they are they definitely aren't doing it in English (laughs) and I kind of love that that they are just so like a lot of times they're really just kind to each other whenever it comes to playing and I'm just I'm shocked and amazed I'm like can I bring my class here so that they can learn from you that like they need to teach y'all some things, because y'all, y'all keep on getting up on these tables, I don't know what's going on, it's not okay, but like, my kids could learn some things from them. Yeah.
1: yeah. So. Did you, any of you, do
2: something <laughs> that shocked the kids?
1: Something that blew their minds, something that they didn't understand at first?
2: Yes. Yes. I did do something that shocked the kids. On like, I think the first or second day when we were at recess, I... They didn't know this about me. I hadn't shared it with them yet. But I also played soccer for five years. And so whenever I got out there um, randomly and I started playing with them, they were shocked that, like, an adult was like can actually, like, do something, like, other than go to work. And then they were, like, and then I, like, did, like, a head ball and, like, later a chess ball. And, like, one of my kids comes up to me and goes, Raven, so tough. Like he was just shocked, they were shocked and amazed that like an adult can like run and like play. And secondly, like I wasn't horrible and like I wasn't tripping over myself. But they were really, really shocked. And now, um, every, every other day, I tried to go outside and play with them. Okay. But, yeah, they, were they like, did not know what was happening at first. They're like, oh, is it, like, time to go inside? Is she about to take the ball? Okay. Whenever I, like, took the ball from one of I them, and I did a cool move, okay. they were like, jaws dropped. Okay. So I felt pretty – I got I got some street cred. Got it. <laughs> yes.
3: Um, let's see. For me, something that I did
2: that shocked the kids was I spoke
3: a little bit of Hebrew. <laughs> I could count to ten. I knew how to say uh, bathroom, I could say Babakashah, Ken and low. so that, I think that shocked them when they, someone said something and I was like 10 and they were like, oh, Ken? And I'm like, yeah, I know a little bit. And then I think they were shocked that I knew who Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber <laughs> were and that I knew the lyrics to, again, their favorite song, Old Time Road, right. I knew who, oh no, I told them, one of the students came and told me that they went to Miami. And I said, Well, I went to Miami um, to see Beyonce. And so they think that Beyonce and I are friends.
2: So I have a
3: little bit of credit. They're not even in my class. Like, they came and told me that they um, went to Miami. And I was like, Oh, I went to Miami. That's Beyonce. And they're like, You're not. I was like, "Yeah, I do," so, and so now I'm like <laughs> <laughs> when I come in the building. They're like, "Hey!" and I see them whispering to their friends, and I know they're saying that I know Beyonce, so I use that. I
2: like, yeah,
4: very similar <laughs> story. So something that I did that shocked the kids. I made a PowerPoint the very first day, um, and I too am a lover of Beyonce, and I had a picture from where I went to a concert of Beyonce and Jay Z, and when they saw it, they went, "Wow!" So. I don't know if they believe that I know her, but they know that I have a picture of her that's not from the internet. Um, And that I was in Washington, D.C. Oh, the president lives in Washington, D.C. And I'm taking a picture outside of the White House. That was fascinating to them. Um, The kids who had been to different uh, places in the United States. So somebody had been to California. It's like, oh, I went to California. So uh, I think those connections, the biggest thing that I think shocked them um, I was doing hair I became a hairdresser mm-hmm. um, I was pulling up hair and ponytails they liked my braids kiosks they, they learned from the co-teacher to say to me in English are those extensions so yeah. now that we learned that, yes they are so <laughs> yes. I pull them up in a ponytail I wear them down so kids were coming to me with their hair bows and I was nicely pulling up hair and putting them in ponytails and I let them play in my hair so that was the the cool thing like she lets us play in her hair and she will do our hair if we ask her to.
1: So, I have a question for you, let's zoom out for a second.
4: Okay. Was there a point
1: where you said to yourself, I'm going to a country that I've never <coughs> been to before. I'm going to be teaching English for five hours today in a low income neighborhood. What was I thinking to myself?
4: There was a time, being yesterday, <laughs> that, that I said to myself, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> coming to israel um israel um i think it goes back and forth when i have a really really great day with the kids it's like oh this is amazing and then when we have like a crazy day walking on tables or a fight it's the what was i thinking but before coming here uh leading up to it i think packing and getting all of the emails and the scare of going through the airport uh, i kept thinking like what are, what are you doing? Why would you put yourself through this? It's your summertime. You're about to come here and you are going to work. So I think I was nervous. I was really, really nervous about uh, once I chose the Jerusalem path, which was independent. I got ner- I don't know how to get anywhere in America, anywhere. What am I doing in Israel where I can't even read the signs trying to catch a bus to work? So that was another... What were you thinking? Why did you choose Jerusalem? Why didn't you get a baby step one where somebody would tell you go right here, then go right here and go right there. But I've conquered it. I've got lost on buses. I've gotten off at the wrong stop. I have a data plan so I can now call somebody when I get lost or if things aren't going right for me. And um, I just do what I do. I'm a teacher. Right. So at the end of the right. day, I'm a teacher. So. I go in that classroom and I know that without me, you wouldn't know the word for extension. You would know because you would never think to ask the question. So I know I'm making an impact even when we have the craziest day ever. I love them and they love me. So right. it's 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 a great, it's a great feeling after all of the right. craziness. So even though I complain probably every day when I come home <laughs> of, of something that went crazy, I know that by the time I go home, I've made a great impact.
2: Yeah. This is my first time in Israel, um, and I remember one day, right, it was like the week before, uh, or the week that I was coming here, that I was flying here, and I remember being like, gosh, it is hot as hell. And I was <laughs> like, who do you think you are going from Philadelphia where it snows, okay? To, in, to the
0: desert,
2: and you can't survive this. Like, who do you think you are? And then I was like, well, you know, I've already said yes, so there's really no backing right. out. Right? <laughs> and then also, like, the day that I woke up really early to come to the airport, I had this, like, moment where I was like, You've never, I was like, Raven, so you think you're just going to go to this country, you ain't know that, you don't know none of that language, and you just go sit there and teach them English. You don't need to teach English.
4: You teach, you teach grammar and
2: spelling. You don't need to teach English. How are you about to do that? I remember just being like, Jesus, take the wheel now, like, because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I signed up for. Like, I signed up like a good experience, professional development, like, you know, meeting new kids, but then I also have these times where I'm like, who, who do you think you are? Right. But yes, at the end of the day, I have to remember like, I'm a teacher and a teacher going to teach right? yeah. and you know, we're, I'm just going to have to overcome some obstacles, but it's hot here and <laughs> I don't <laughs> right. know how to handle it. I, I rode a camel yesterday. <laughs> it's that hot that like camels are on the sides of roads. Where I was, and so I'm just—I don't know who I think I am um, a lot <laughs> of the time.
4: You're a, a teacher. You're a that's superhero. Like the
2: literal only—the right. only thing I can say to who the hell do I think I am? I'm a teacher, and that's—I think that tells you all the craziness about me that you need to know. So,
4: right.
2: <laughs> I think I'm gonna say, like at the airport,
3: like after doing all the packing, I was like, mm. "What were you thinking?" So Kia and I worked together, and I actually. Um, heard about the program my first year at my school and I was like oh I'll go and then they were like um no I looked and it was like I was outside of the age range I was like okay you know what never mind so then the second year came and he was like let's go and I was like oh I couldn't go last year because I was too old and then our principal said go and so he was like yeah we're going and she's all excited and like okay I'm gonna go so I'm at the airport I'm like. Why the hell did you listen to Kia? like you? You don't have to go where she goes. Y'all cool. She can tell you all about it when she gets back. But Got to the airport and I'm like, I'm like, no, before because I I changed my location a couple times because I was at Ashkelon. then I saw something happen on the news. I was like, I don't want to go there. And then so it was like another place, and I was like, they don't have anything going on there. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pick Jerusalem, and I was like, it's the independent track. You're going to have to get around this city that you've never been to before in. Mm-hmm. With the language that you don't really speak, you can only ask people for water in the bathroom and count to ten. Like you can't help do, you and They can't help me do anything. <laughs> and so I was like, "Why did you pick that city?" And I was like, "Because it's going to be a challenge to you." Yeah. So I did that, and then someone asked me, "Like, what are you? Like, how are you going to teach children in Israel?" And I'm like, "I'm going to teach like I teach in America. I'm a teacher. I'm going to do what I do." And it was like, "Why deny these children the fabulousness of Miss Hillier?" <laughs> yes. So it was like, yes. "I'm going to." Because um, I think a lot of people have questioned like why this area, and it's just like, these children deserve a good education like any other child in the United States or any other place. So it's like, I think that's what made me say, I'm going to go do this while at the airport. Like, oh maybe my flights will get canceled and then I can just go back home. But <laughs> it didn't happen, but just at that point, saying, I'm a good teacher. children need a good English teacher so why not me and so that made me say okay you're getting ready and go do this and then to have my co-teacher tell me that a student said to her that I know my days of the week because of Miss Hilliard or because of Katrina because they call you by your first name here Um, for her to say (laughs) like I learned my days of the week because of Katrina then that made like I don't even think I had like a lot of bad days, but that just made me realize like you were supposed to be here at this time doing what you're doing. So, all the uh, being uh, apprehensive and nervous and scared in the beginning, that moment just made it like all right. And then, when a student came to me and she said, Wait, please, but she did this. But then the teacher was like, My code was like, Did she say that in English? And I was like, Yeah. She was like, She doesn't speak English, but she told you, Wait, please. So, little. Moments like that just made made everything like okay it was like totally worth being scared and not wanting to come initially just made it even like yeah I was supposed to be here
0: at this time at this moment all right we're gonna pause here for now but they're pretty amazing right in the next episode of our show we'll pick up right where we left off in this conversation so stay tuned In the meantime, if you're interested in learning more about Talma, make sure to visit talmaisrael.com. Thanks for listening to The Adventurous Teacher.
1: Let's get crackin', better start packing, getting on a big jet plane. Going on a mission, a teaching expedition, and you're never gonna be the same. The weather's swell, well hot as hell, we thought that you should know. And just assume you share a room. It ain't the four seasons. Hello. Oh, yes, you're teaching in Israel. You can conceive. You won't believe the adventure that's in store. That's right. You're teaching in Israel. Better hang on tight with all your might. Unlike anything you've done before. The kids are warm. Hugs are the norm. They all love to embrace. But you'll run for cover when the class is over Say goodbye to your personal space At night unwind, you rest your mind Or wait for weekend leave Go and scream and blow off steam In a club in Tel Aviv You wake at dawn, your life force gone So sleepy it's insane But those kids will swarm your zombie born Till you're alive again Because you're teaching in Israel and you won't believe this adventurous endeavor Oh yes, you're teaching in Israel You'll be an inspiration It's about education and changing lives forever Guys, you're about to
2: experience Israel like you never have before And you're going to have a huge impact in these kids' lives Over the coming weeks, we're going to be sending you videos With all the information you need to know We'll talk to you soon